Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm Aaron Spacers Mason, joined again by one Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And joined again by Tom. Triple D's. Here we are. There he is, Glassman, forcing me to adjust my whole schedule just to have him up here. So, yes, sir. Let's get into it. The reason I'm a little tired today, man, and I'm not even mad about it because you can't be. Last night, the Jazz played the Clippers in what was, hey, man, so far, best game of the second round of the playoffs. The Jazz ended up winning 112-109, an amazing performance from Donovan Mitchell. He had 45 points and five assists out there. Um, With him, Bogdanovich, 18 points as well. Clarkson with 18, no Mike Conley, but they still end up winning the game. The Clippers, Kawhi, 23 points on 9-19 shooting. Um, Luke Kennard continues his stretch, 18.7 of 9, 4 for 6 from deep. But Paul George, 4 for 17, 20 points, 10 rebounds. I normally start with Darnell, but I got someone I want to yell at today. So, Dom, what were your thoughts on this one? You want to yell at somebody today? Yeah, you. Why? Buzz. Josh better than Donovan. That's all I have to say. The Donovan oh, disrespect ends to Josh scored 47. I don't want to slip off. Go ahead. Against the Jazz. Go ahead. <laughs> but, um, you know, hey, man, Donovan had an amazing game. We know he's capable of, you know, these high-scoring outputs. He definitely showed it last year with his, I believe it was two or three 50-point games last year. Now we know that it was three, two, two. All right. So yeah, he had the two fifty-point games last year. We know he's capable of you know high scoring outputs, and you know he got he had an explosion today. Um, you know, the the Clippers just came, just just had that long seven game series against Dallas. So you know, they may be a little tired right now. It's partially probably why Paul George was so terrible. I don't, I don't think he would have been this terrible, but he was pretty awful out there. Um, you see what the assist numbers were down. So, you know, he wasn't being as much of a playmaker today as he was the last game. But, I mean, the Clippers came in tired. They came into Utah, who's been the best home team in the league all series. I mean, all year. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell had an amazing game. And with all that, they lost by three. So I don't think this is anything for the for the Clippers to, you know, be too worried about. You know, this 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 will be a tough series just because again, Utah's been so good at home. So we know that these two home games, they'll probably have the advantage out there. But I mean, again, they only lost by three with an amazing game by Donovan Mitchell. So we'll see how this goes next game. Well, they didn't have Mike Conley, but I see your point. Um, Darnell, what were your thoughts? Um, I don't, I don't know what to take away from this game because on one hand, it's an amazing performance by Donovan Mitchell and a great win by the Jazz, but it took 45 points and you only won by three where you had an awful shooting night from Paul George, an awful shooting night from Marcus Morris. And you just wonder if those guys make a couple more shots would this game be go a different way? So my 
bit my larger takeaway. I mean, Paul George was selling, but my larger takeaway is once they get adjusted in this series, I think this series probably has a chance to go seven just because both teams are going to put up a fight every night. And Utah, just by their strength in numbers, they're going to put up points. Like they had that big third quarter. They won 32-19 after trailing at halftime by double digits. And they fought hard. And you got to give Donovan Mitchell credit. Um, he's right there on that tier of on, – on the cusp of being a superstar, along with Jason Tatum, along with – Nah, take uh, about it. <laughs> Jason, I'm, I'm still putting him on the cusp for right now because the season's not over. If Tatum um, got it, then Donovan has it. What? I say Jason Tatum. I know what you Donovan said. I'm Mitchell. talking to the other guy. Wait a minute. If <laughs> Tatum has it, Donovan has it. What is Tatum? Sorry. And Devin Booker. Those are the three. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You can go ahead and take it over and – Bro, in sure what way does Tatum have it and Donovan not have it? Like, in yeah. what way? How can you say that? You look, you look at the teams, bro. The teams matter. The same case that you were just trying to make for Lillard being better than Steph is the same case for Tatum over Mitchell. Mitchell has a better team, a way better team than, than Tatum has right now. He just took away who you literally – he took a game without his second-best player. And I don't think Kemba was playing that game either. He might have been. He, he was. But um, what's it called? He took a game from who you just called the best team ever. And we're just watching them dust the Bucks. And at this point, I don't even know if Giannis is better than Tatum right now. That's how – that's how what Tatum was doing, bro. If he going to keep scoring 50 every game – like, damn. Giannis is better. Than I don't, maybe if he's not a superstar, if he's not a superstar, he's had a superstar stretch over the last, like, two months. Um, I never said Lillard was better than Steph. That's the first thing. Secondly, I was just saying Lillard's a great player. I think he's better in the playoffs than Steph. I don't even know if I said that, but whatever. Secondly, no, I said that. I said that. I thought you said it. I, 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 I definitely said that because it's true. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> secondly, secondly, let's go over this great this great team that apparently um, Donovan has that Tatum doesn't have. Uh, we got Joe Ingles, three for 12, 8.7 assists. Outstanding. Bogdanovich, six Joe for Ingles, six man of the year candidate, Joe Ingles, that one. Bogdanovich, six for 14, 18 points. The sixth man of the year, six for 18, 18 points. They were bad today. So they're not allowed to have one bad game. Damn. You said Tatum is absolutely a superstar for one good game. You no, said Jaws on Donovan. You said Jaws is on Donovan. You said John Morant is on Donovan Mitchell. And Jamal Murray's level after one good game. Donovan had 50 in the playoffs twice last year. Just put up 45 on these dudes. Let's keep in mind that 45 is more than Luca had on them all series, I believe. Unless he had no, he had 46 in game seven. Other than that, 46, more than Luca had on them, scoring wise, all series. And then let's make it now we'll get into the to, to the deep parts of that. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know what it is. 
about guards who can score 50 and play defense, but Dom hates them. And I just said, Jock, cool. What the fuck? The Jamal hate and the Donovan hate ends today. Don't nobody hate Jamal. Don't nobody hate Donovan. It ends today. Nobody hate them. Now, what, what do I look like they, hating Jamal Murray? All right, all jokes aside, what actually happened is, is for the Jazz, to me, I think this is going to be a bigger problem for the Clippers. Like we said, no Mike Conley. Um, and their offense did get stacked at a point for the Jazz, so they had to go to Donovan isolations, and Donovan did what he did. Um, took over the game. But the problem is because he will get more help than Luka, obviously. Bogdanovich is just better. I think you can you can compare him to, like, Tim Hardaway, but Clarkson is just better than anyone else in the Mavs at getting his own shot or at least, you know, shooting the ball, I guess, um, and things like that. And you have, obviously, Gobert on defense playing great. Royce O'Neal going out there, running around like crazy in offensive boards. What all that means is that Donovan is going to have gas at the end of the game. And in the fourth quarter, he com- in the second half in general, he completely took over. I believe yeah. – I'm trying to remember the numbers. He had like 12 in the third at one point, and they had a total of like 25. So between like the third and fourth quarter, he had about 33 points, and he just completely took over the game late. Um, yeah, it was he had 16 in the third. 16 in the third. So if he had 16 yeah. in the third – if I remember the numbers correctly, then he had 16 in the fourth. And the the thing about it was that was the one thing the Clippers didn't have to deal with with Luka because Luka had to do so much, right, that he was worn down by that point. Yeah. Well, Donovan wasn't. And Donovan just completely took them anywhere he wanted to go. And to make it even better, he was shooting a lot of deep threes um, in the third. And, and in the fourth, he said, you know what? He knew he knows who he is. He said, you know what? I'm going right to the basket. He shot a couple. He said, I'm going to the basket, and they can't stop me. And the other thing that you saw, again, because of the fact that he has enough in the tank to do it, they when the Clippers tried to send those doubles that Luka couldn't run away from, he was going right by him. He was like, oh, I'm just going to attack the weaker person and go right by him. Some of the splits on the pick and rolls were ridiculous. Um, his ability, to, his just speed and quickness, and honestly – that this game again, we come everyone, everyone complained that Kawhi wasn't on Luca early that series. He was on Donovan late in this game and couldn't do anything with him, not anything. He was affecting nothing. Um, not a lot of that. Keep in mind, he's getting a screen every play. And but when, when that second guy would come over, it was either a split, it was a spin, or he was just going right at this, and they would try to double and he'd go right by him, and it was. It was truly incredible. And for the Clippers, I'm watching, like, oh, shit. This team's going to have – they're going to be able to score in the fourth quarter, unlike the Mavs. They're going to really apply pressure. And speaking of pressure, this guy, Paul George, man. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what he was doing in the in – the- Couple, last couple of games against Dallas, but again, the difference was the um the passing. Yeah, the Jazz defensive rotations are pretty crazy. Um, just watching them last night, uh, they might not be fast. They might they're not supposed to really have wing defenders, but I think the difference is 
is because Donovan, you can't really abuse him like you can, obviously, people in the Mavs, like a Porzingis or a Boban for being slow. But when you put out Royce, Rudy, Ingles, Bogdanovich, and Mitchell out there, or even you slide in Niang, Favors, Clarkson doesn't get killed. Like, none of these guys get destroyed on defense, so the rotations are crazy. And what you saw from the Clippers was they just, at certain points, they just really couldn't – their offense just couldn't function as well. Um, but obviously, a lot of that comes down to 4 for 17. And we'll see how that works going forward. But, again, a big win for the Jazz. No problem. I mean, we do have to mind the fact that, you know, the Jazz, again, they won in five and the Clippers won in seven. So – the Clippers, you know, they played a lot more games and they're just a little more tired. Like I was saying, like, you That's know. That's a built-in excuse. I'm not giving them that excuse. Yeah, it's a pretty excuse. I think, I mean, I think it's something. Rest. That you went it's the first round. If it was, if it was like deep in the finals and they, they just swept in all the A series was five and the other team went seven, I would get it, but not after the one round. Hey, man, look at, look at how um, Denver was last year. First, they had their first game seven, then they would lose, but then they would come back strong. All they got to do is come back strong. They did it twice. They tried to do it against the Lakers, but I mean, they just weren't good enough to do that. But hey, man, we will see. I just, I'm interested, I'm interested in um, the series, what's going to happen. And like I said, man, no more Donovan slander. I do. I do. I, I just like – so with the Jazz, right, here's the thing about it, right? They they were the number one seed, right? Mm-hmm. But they didn't even have a top ten MVP candidate. So that's that does say something about the construction of the team. I don't think it says anything about any of the individual players. But I do think it says something about the team. They're trying to give all the awards to Quinn Snyder. And then the sixth, they gave two sixth men of the year candidacies. And then obviously Gobert. Gobert had the second best plus minus in the league last year. So I don't think it's a knock on Donovan. I just think that it's just a really good team. That was the thing with Chris Paul, too. That's why I was like, I don't know if Chris Paul's really an MVP candidate just because, like, the, the whole team's just good. You're fine until you mention Chris Paul to do just score 45. That's I'm talking about Hall of Famer. <laughs> like what? A Hall of Famer? 30, I just said I don't think Booker. I don't think Booker is one. The thing is, I don't think Booker won either. So it's not like I'm just like Booker got it and Mitchell don't. I don't think Booker got it either. The teams are just really good. They're the catalyst of the offense. In terms of scoring, but the guy scoring forty. I don't know what you what all right, Mitch. All right, Booker just did it too. Is he won? Honestly, he beat LeBron, yeah. Okay. If Tatum gets it for beating the Nets in one game, Booker beat LeBron. Yes. He's okay. I, 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 just, I just want to ask. LeBron James. And I think Mitchell has to complete the series, but that's all, uh, that's all I was saying. I think if he beats them, he got it. He's 
he's on a Dwayne Wade trajectory right now. Uh, this is this is his third year or his fourth year. It's either his third or fourth. But Dwayne Wade did it in his third year. He's not gonna win it. But if he can get there, it definitely if he can if he can get to the Western Conference Finals. Actually, it might be his because he won. I think he won a series in his first two. You said what? I think he won a series in his first two, and then he lost that Jazz one. By the way, Donovan Mitchell, um, for the record, is third all-time in playoff scoring per game with a minimum of 25 games, with 28 Uh, a game. I saw that. Behind Michael, AI, KD, LeBron, and Dan Donovan. Yep. I saw he's fair. The job's better, so it's cool. Um, Hey, man. better. So he was comparable. Okay. Moving on, the Sixers beat the Hawks 118-102. Um, in this one, man, Joel Embiid, amazing game. 40 points, 13 rebounds for him. It's not even about him. Fuck him. Tobias Harris, 22 points. Seth Curry, 21 as well. As they end up doing it, uh, Trey Young, 21 points, but not efficient. 6 of 16 shooting. Orchard tried with 20 as well. Gallinari, 20 off the bench, but it was not enough. Darnell, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I was really impressed by what I saw from Tobias and Seth, mainly. What what we saw from, well, not those two. And off the bench, obviously, Shake was amazing. His 14. It's only 14, but he was a plus 15. Four for five from three. He hit the one big, the big three at the uh, at the end of the half or third quarter. I don't remember which one. It was second or third quarter buzzer. Third. The third quarter buzzer. Yeah. Hit some big shots going into the fourth quarter, but that third quarter he just took over the game, yeah. and he was the best player on the floor. And Tobias Harris was aggressive throughout the game. I really like seeing that. He was getting to he was getting to the post. Hitting turnaround jump shots, getting to the rim. Uh, Joel Embiid does what he normally does. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing that he does anymore is surprising. Um, I think I even think he could play better. As crazy as that sounds, but Seth Curry, five of six from three. That's what you like to see. Like you like to see him getting his shots off, and you know, making guys fear him as a as a weapon because he's in the starting lineup. So. He's going to be playing high minutes. And when you got a guy like Danny Green on the floor, who's obviously hot and cold, you need somebody who has a little bit of reliability. So Seth's bringing that the last – well, he brought that this game. He, he I think he had a good game, game one, too, but they just happened to lose. But um, they did a good job of trapping Trey Young. We're not trapping him, but defending Trey Young. Limited, limited him from three. He was one of seven. He did get to the free throw line. I, I thought it was interesting that Doc said why he didn't want to put Ben Simmons on Trey Young because he didn't want to get him in foul trouble. I thought that was something that was interesting, but who the hell the cares? Of, ben Simmons gets yeah. in foul trouble. What? I was gonna say what's interesting about that. Um, towards the end of the game, Ben yeah. Simmons was on the bench anyway. Exactly. And he was not in foul trouble. It was just he didn't want to, the hack of Ben. He, he said people are idiots for thinking that Ben should be off the floor. And he's the one who took him off the floor anyway. So that's interesting. Yep. And here we are. The, 
the Sixers got a win. I thought it was impressive. I think this series is – I think the Sixers got a lot of momentum going into Atlanta right now. Dom, what are your thoughts? So, I was watching the game, and it was just like – okay, so Philadelphia, like, they kept they kept getting away from them. Obviously, you know, Seth – Seth was just keeping them alive. They were he was keeping them in front for the most part with all his with all his shooting. And then Tobias wasn't making what well, I mean Tobias was making everything. So, you know, he was they were just keeping them afloat and everything. But even with that, um Atlanta was still just right there. They stayed they stayed right with them cuz Gallinari was going crazy. You know, he got into that little tangle up with Embiid and everything that gave them both the double tech. So, it was looking like it was looking like they were getting in their head, and the game was a close game for most of the first three quarters. I mean, well, Philadelphia had the big lead at, at first, but then like throughout the second and third, most of the third quarter, everything was close. But then the whole game changed because Philadelphia's bench was just terrible for most of the night. They had zero points on the whole bench for like the first three well first like two and a half quarters yep. and then boom that man came in he was like fuck it if everybody else gonna miss fuck it let me just shoot it and see what's gonna happen and he made them all shake Milton came in and as soon as he came in the whole dynamic of the game changed they said when he came in philadelphia went on a 23 to 4 run yep. and that's what ended the game shake Milton just came out there and he was the only one that can make shots off the bench is that good moving forward for Philadelphia if they have to put all their faith on Shake? Well, we know that Shake is capable of it. He scored, he scored like, I think he scored like 37 a few times like this season. Like, he's capable of doing it, but that's putting all the pressure on him because, as we know, the bench can't really score that well. So we got to see and and that's and this is a lot relying on Seth having another great game like this so i mean are they going to be able to do it in atlanta i don't know i think Tobias will be consistent with his 20 i think Joel will be consistent with his 30 through 40 and it's just the question is just will they be able to you know do it in atlanta will Seth will Seth and anybody off the bench be able to contribute in atlanta I'm starting to think Seth is just going to give you these numbers, too. He was pretty good in game one. He had 20 again. Well, again, he was in Philly. I'm wondering if they'll do it in Atlanta. Thanks for interrupting me. Anyway, I think that Seth is going to be fine um, because he's done it the last two games. He did it really against Washington and Washington, and he's been scoring 20. Now, a lot of that's hopeful, I guess. Because I've been the first one to say I don't trust him. But at this point, if you keep scoring 20, I mean, whatever. It's got to gotta go by what's happening. He's he's the clutch curry. Yeah. <laughs> this, this all comes down to one thing for me. One thing. Eight minutes minus 18. All right, told y'all. We beaten them if Hunter don't play. Because this dude sucks. The God worst player in the league. Solomon Hill is the worst player in the NBA. Yeah, he might be. <laughs> I'll say he's probably the worst starter in the league. 
No, I, I can't say that. But he's not a starter. He's he not a starter. That's the problem. <laughs> There's a lot of players that suck in the like, too. See, like Danny Green, like Danny Green, right? Danny Green mm-hmm. is bad, but he's not dumb on top of being bad. Solomon Hill is bad and has a low basketball IQ. <laughs> and he old and slow. It's like, <laughs> it's like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> he can't shoot. Nope. Like he's not really good at any any single thing at all. It's like, oh, okay, he's really good at nothing. And Hunter, as we know, is actually the Hawks to me their most balanced player. He can dribble, he can shoot, can play defense. They're missing a lot right now at him. He's he. He was getting around 16 to 20 points a game. He wasn't a minus 18 in eight minutes. And they lose by 16. So, to me, that's that's my big takeaway. They're, they're, they clearly miss him because Trey has to try to do a lot on offense. And Ben Simmons has been great on him. Um, Trey only one for seven from three. We saw the Ben Simmons block. Um, yeah. And then Thighball as well has been great out there. You saw the floater and just Thighball just blocking shit out of that as well. Um, Thigh Balls has given, given us really great minutes um, out there. That was a little too much, but, hey, man, if you're going to play tough defense, it happens. Um, yeah. I still might want to see him over Danny, but Danny Green did have eight assists, which I didn't even notice. So, you know what? Fine. He's, oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole reason he better than Solomon Hill. <laughs> He'll do something. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, though, because – it's funny though, because all the fans, all the 76ers fans and everybody like that, all the all the national media, they're not gonna realize that DeAndre Hunter is just a billion times better than Solomon Hill. But <laughs> they may realize it if he if he plays. I don't even know when did he get hurt. Like I guess at the end. Like, bro, he, I'm telling you, bro, the Knicks He's been hurt all year. Well, he played the whole yeah, Knicks series true. though. But I'm telling you, bro, the Knicks was out there, it was bounty gate. I'm convinced it was out there trying to injure people when they found one. They found one to hurt. Because <laughs> I, I remember Hunter was like going for a layup, and then Taj just like pushed him straight in midair <laughs> type shit. Like they was they was playing real physical with them. Hunter was probably like, "Damn, bro, I'm still kind of hurt. I can't do all this." Crazy. Yeah, the, the Hawks are lucky they won in five. Somebody else is going to get hurt in that series. No, I know. Yeah, I wouldn't have won to play the Knicks in the first round. Oh, sir. Let somebody, else, let somebody else eliminate them, man. <laughs> yeah, Street will let my Street will let uh, Miami try that shit. <laughs> He's been yeah, do that against Jimmy or something. Yeah, even listed as questionable with right knee soreness. Mm-hmm. Yep, after getting shoved in midair, oh, landing on his right knee. <laughs> I mean, if he doesn't play, we got a shot for real. Yeah, because if that nigga got to get all these minutes, <laughs> Not even. He, he clearly, if he gets any minutes at this point. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he did get eight. Those eight felt like 28, though. Yeah. Like, damn, bro, you really are bad. 
Like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, he's, he's awful. And that really, to me, is the difference, obviously, right now. Um, other than that, though, but the Sixers did – they played great. Uh, Tobias and Seth kept attacking the basket. I like seeing it. And then Seth, the crowd even knew it. Whenever Danny shot it, they were like, oh, shit. Whenever Seth shot that, they were like, oh, it's going in. Um, and then, yeah, y'all were booing him. Y'all were booing Danny every time he missed a three, for sure. What do you, mean, you mean every time he shot a three because he missed all of them but one? Yeah. And he started off one of nine in the series from deep. Hey, man. Wow. <laughs> anyway, well, Shake. Um, this was the Shake Milton game, though, like you guys said. It was when he went in the game and then they took Trey Young off the court. I was like, oh, they just lost the game. Because not only what happened at first was it was late in the third. So Shake had that three. But then both teams were in the bonus. And to me, that's kind of when we, we kind of pull away from teams because Embiid is going to fall down. He's going to get those free throws, those bonus free throws. He always gets the swipe through call. And he's going to find a way to trip and fall. And that's just what happened late in the quarter. And then he had four big free throws. Those are huge points. That ended up taking a two-point lead to a four-point lead. And then Shake hit that late, late one. And that's what made it a seven-point lead. Um, but, again, Trey was off the court for that. So, so I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, okay. They'll probably put him back in to start the fourth. They don't. So then the seven-point lead becomes a 16-point lead, and the game's over now. Um, which, I mean, we've seen Nick McMillan do that last year a little bit, but he got to stop doing that. He has to. If, if, there, if there is no Hunter, he can't play that rotation. Lou can't be out there that long in important minutes. I'm sorry. Lou is also 15 minutes minus 11. Yeah. Lou wasn't, Lou wasn't doing too much either. Nope. And Trey in 38 minutes, he was a minus 11. But keep in mind, he played eight minutes with Solomon Hill. So yeah, everybody. <laughs> yo, Clint, Clint, Clint and Trey look real bad in that shit with Solomon out there. Yep. I was like, damn, Clint of minus 25. What the yeah. fuck? Then minus 18 with with him. You take away those eight Solomon Hill minutes, Trey was a plus seven out there, and he didn't really play all that well. Ben was really on him, but obviously Atlanta just needs his presence. They need his passing out there. Get the offense set up, and when he was off the court again, it was okay in the first half, but they're just going to lose the game if you have him out there in crunch time minutes, and Shake just kept taking over the game. So big one for the Sixers. We'll see what happens game three. It's going to be really interesting. Both of these series are looking like they're going to be real good, like the two best series in second round, because one thing I am assuming is that the two other ones are – Dunzo. So before I we go into this, man, um, I just have to, an apology to make to one NBA player. We clown people a lot. We clown a lot of people for their wrong decisions. I want to say like 70, 80% of the time we're right to clown them. Um, something happened before the postseason where Mr. Mr. Kyrie Irving said that the world won't understand what what the Nets did till what do you say twenty years in the future something like that and we laughed something something like that yeah yeah twenty ten and we laughed I I just I just want to say that I'm I was wrong for laughing because I see the light now I see what he was talking about 
The Nets are the greatest team of all time. I'm saying it, stamping it, sending in papers. They beat the Bucks 125-86. Everyone wants to blame Giannis. He had 18. Wasn't great. Chris, 17.7-20. Drew Holiday, 6-10-13. Giannis, 8-15, obviously. 0-3 from deep, 2-7 from the free throw line. And the Nets, man, KD, 30-32 points, 6 assists. Kyrie Irving, 22-6. The numbers don't mean anything. They don't mean a thing, clearly. We watched them last game. We said, man, KD and Kyrie didn't play that great. We watched them again. KD was amazing. Kyrie still played out average. Beat these dudes by 49 without their other MVP candidate. I got nothing else to say. They're just the best team ever. And can I 39. Yeah, I was going to say your math is a little <laughs> off. Point well taken, though. <laughs> what? What did I say? You said 49. It's 39. Blowout regardless, but <laughs> I, I think a game got close to 50 at one point. Yeah. 50. Uh, 39, 49. Honestly, what's the difference? Not much. Lots of blowout. Honestly. <laughs> anyway, but there you go. Darnell, what are your thoughts? on this game or what I just said. I think that um, you're a little – it's a little bit early to call them the best team of all time Absolutely. because they're, they're not healthy. And I don't know if they can contend with Golden State. Just simply the way Golden State played when they had Steph Curry and healthy Clay Thompson. I think that team's probably a little bit better. But nonetheless, this is there is no Golden State anymore. Well, the, the version of Golden State that we have now is nothing to what they used to be. So we have this new Nets team, and they have a healthy Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant looks to be best player in the in the NBA conversation again. Mm-hmm. They have Kyrie Irving playing some of the best basketball he's played. They have Blake Griffin somehow turning into a superstar role player. Joe Harris knocking down shots, you know, contesting close or challenging closeouts. He was a plus 25 with the starters. He's been effective. They got Landry Shaman off the bench, Mike James, both making shots. It's like, it seems to be like those two guys aren't guys that are necessarily wanted by every other team in the NBA, but somehow in this system, they fit and they make sense. And it's, like, contagious. Like, everybody's just all of a sudden a shot maker. And when the Nets get it going, they're a dangerous team. And we've said that all season. But I didn't think it would look like this against the Bucks, especially without James Harden, because we know they don't really have a center. So we would think the interior would be a part uh, or the paint would be somewhere where they would be lacking. But Blake Griffin's done an amazing job on Giannis. Like, who knew that he would be such a great defender on Giannis, but if you just look at his build and his attributes, it makes sense. Giannis is not going to beat anybody with his jump shot, so he's going to be brute force trying to get to the basket, and Blake's hold his own right now. He's playing harder than most of the other role players on Milwaukee. Chris Middleton's a no-show right now. Drew Holiday hasn't 
been that effective stopping Kyrie. I didn't think he would be anyway, but the Brook Lopez minutes haven't been great. It's a lot that you can say about the Bucks, and I don't know if it's because they're playing the Nets or this would have happened regardless, but Bowie Holder's going to lose his job if he doesn't start making adjustments. And it's the no Nets are trying to make to do. I mean, you got to try something. You can't just – Budenholzer's been known to be the guy to stick with what his original plan was without making any adjustments mid-series. That's been his biggest downfall yeah. as a coach. And yeah. he's doing it again. Darnell, do you remember when we were talking about the Bucks and the Nets in the regular season and I was saying Giannis went crazy, but I was like, I, I don't – DeAndre Jordan was starting then, right? So like he's better on Giannis. Giannis was cooking him. He was doing anything he wanted. He was going to the basket – hitting mid-range jumpers. And I was like, I kind of want to see it, you know, I want to see it against Blake. Now, I didn't think Blake would do all this. I thought Blake would hold him to 30 as opposed to 40, not 18. But it was – Well, he had 30 last game, but, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, again, this game he had 18. So, I didn't think he would ever hold him to 18 is what I mean. Um, yeah. And actually, you know, I'm going to hold that thought. Dom, what were your thoughts? I mean, so a lot of the questions about, you know, Brooklyn obviously came down to their defense. Like, and while their defense isn't elite, I don't think that they have an elite defense, but one of the biggest reasons why, in basketball at least, offense is more important than defense, just because if the ball goes in the basket, the big the the biggest reason that you know teams are bad at defense is generally like transition baskets. It's either through turnovers or through um, you know, either through turnovers or through missed shots. And as we see with like the Wizards, the Wizards are the third offense are the third highest offense in the league. So why are they so bad? They turn the ball over all the time. <laughs> so, you know, either way, transition baskets. Brooklyn doesn't turn the ball over much. And then they make a lot of shots. I think there's. I think they were second in the league in shots made in um in points scored after Milwaukee. But I mean, you know, Milwaukee doesn't have the jump. The well, Milwaukee has the jump shooters, but they can be hot and cold. They don't have the. They don't have the fully offensively skilled players that Brooklyn has. They don't have players that can drive, pass, and shoot the way that Milwaukee is. Milwaukee. I mean, the way that Brooklyn has. Milwaukee has specialists. They have shooters, they have drivers, they have this and that, but they don't have many people that's good at both, let alone great at both. Like Brooklyn obviously has three people that's great at like all three shooting, driving and passing. Then they have a bunch of other people that's at least good at it, good enough at it. So, you know, I saw hmm? I saw a stat that the Nets they're as a team they're they're shooting 50 40 90 in the playoffs. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Honestly. So best team ever. It's like 52% from the field, 50% even even like with with the Warriors and again, y'all know y'all know Steph my favorite player all time, but it's like with the Warriors one of their biggest flaws was, for one, when Steph wasn't there, the team didn't function the same way. It didn't work as well. They needed Steph. You can, you, we've seen it all. We've seen it all season. When 
what as long as two of them are there for Brooklyn, they're fine. And obviously that comes down to a lot. That comes a lot down to, to Blake, that Blake pickup. That Blake pickup almost might have been more important than the James Harden trade, honestly. <laughs> I'm being real. Yeah. Like, like Remember, this because, team is also supposed to have LaMarcus Aldridge, too. Yeah. So that Blake pickup might have been even more important than the James Harden trade, honestly, just because, like – It allowed them to I, stop playing DeAndre Jordan, too. Yes. Yeah. Not only that, but you're saying he's a – he like – I don't know how he became a superstar role player. He's a superstar that's just, that chose to be a role player. That's really what it is. This dude, mind you, it was six years ago, but he was at one point a top three MVP finalist. He was a top three candidate for MVP. Blake Griffin was a superstar at one point in time. We just saw him drag Detroit to the um, playoffs like two years ago and get hurt doing it and still get no sort of respect for it. So, you know, he was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just go here. Let me just get this ring. And I even see people now talking about, you know, Blake hasn't made that huge of an impact. But if you watch, Blake's the best person. Some people some people have said it. It's not just one. But I've seen other people say it. But um, Blake's like the best hustle player on the team. And, you know, he's a capable passer. He's a capable defender. And he has he has a shot that's capable of going in. And whenever he wants to, he can finish. He can do everything because he always could. Well, not always. He developed, a, he developed a jump shot. But, you know, he's been working on his game. And he, he, he's such a huge asset to this team. And, again, the point I was making with Golden State versus Brooklyn, Golden State – all, even throughout the best years of Golden State, Steph and Draymond were just prone to throwing that motherfucker away for no reason. Sometimes they just it was it's just something in their blood. Like, you know, that's that's partially what made them great. At least Steph, that's partially what made Steph so great. It was his carefree attitude, which is why he would shoot any shot he wanted to and just make it look like he was having fun doing it. But at the same time, he would just pass that motherfucker however he wanted to, too. That motherfucker would go anywhere. Sometimes it would go to his teammates and be the best assist of the year. Sometimes it go right to the other team and he looks straight like a dickhead. So you feel me? I mean, that, I mean, you, you limit the turnovers and then you have every, you have people that's capable of doing everything. And it's just like, Brooklyn is at least probably going to wind up being the best offensive team of all time. And just because their offense is so good, their their defense is just naturally going to be okay because everybody's set. And, again, I don't think there are some prolific best defense of all time type team, but they're good enough where if everybody's set in rotation, you feel me, they can, they can stop. We're seeing them stop Milwaukee. We saw them stop most players on Boston. So, I mean, the thing know. about the Nets, the thing about the Nets is they have two guys who are on defensive championship teams in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Um, Blake Griffin got yelled at by Chris Paul for years. And, and we saw James, we saw the Rockets last year with, with this when, when they went small ball. Houston actually had a really good defense, and James Harden was right there. Yeah. 
what they have is, is this is all you need. You need attention to detail. It does help that they hit 52, hitting 50% of their shots every game, obviously. But that, again, goes into the equation to be the best team ever. Not fit. It's the 50% of their shots with no turnovers. Like, you can't really do anything with that. But they have attention to detail. They're not letting Chris Middleton get off early. They were, they were like, all right, Chris, I guess you can shoot it now. But remember, he started the game off 0 for 7. Build the wall around Giannis or in front of Giannis. And... Drew, I guess, can do whatever, but you're not going. You're not going to be this. But the thing is, they they already played Tatum, so they were ready for everything Chris could do, but at a lesser level than Tatum. Can't dribble as well. Can't really shoot as well. He's not as tall, and so they're like, all right, we just take him out, and they got nothing because Giannis can't shoot. And everyone's blaming Giannis for taking threes. I'm like, he started taking them threes down 15 in the first for real. He started taking them because everything was just sinking fast. That's the that's the only reason that he won when he beat them those two times in the regular season because yeah. he took threes. Exactly. He had no choice. Like, well, I guess I got to fucking do it if everybody else going to miss. I don't even feel bad. He only shot three of them. I don't even, I don't even care. Um, he has to shoot more. He got he, – that he saw, the, he saw the path to victory. He, he has to do it. There's no path to victory. The path to victory was the Nets didn't care. That was the path to victory. There, yeah. there is none now. They care, sweeping these dudes. But here's what I will say to the Budenhoser point of making an adjustment. There's no adjustment you can really make because the, the secret weapon on their team is not effective. Bobby Portis is one for five. That's every that's everything. Goodbye. See ya. Yeah. See ya. Like, all right. That's, that's the only thing to put out there. And Bobby wouldn't really be more effective than Brooke because they're fast enough to keep up with him. At this Giannis point, bro, play Giannis at the five. I, I would just, I would just, I would just put. But who's Broski the four? Out. I would put little Broski out there and see what he. I would just see. Fuck it, nothing else is working. Just see, see what he's capable of. So you're taking Brooke out with the Nassus. Okay. Y'all got way more faith in Thanasis than I do. Well, but I don't think Thanasis would be – he wouldn't be on his team if his last name wasn't Thanasis Cobalt. He wouldn't, but – But here's the thing. PJ's already out there. So you're taking out Brooke, but who are you putting in for him? That's why Booty Hoser gets paid all this money, man. We're just – we're telling you, and you're like, No. I'm like, I'm like, shit, if he's going to be on the roster, let's just see. <laughs> let's, got, I'm not even saying it'll them. work. I'm not saying it'll work. I'm just saying. It won't. It. it won't work because they're playing the best team ever. But you might as well try it. Might as well it's try it. the best team 20, ever. I, guess. I still don't think this is the best team ever. That's okay. I, I feel you. I understand. I came to the epiphany. Cause I, I, it was really, it was really just watching the game. I'm like, bro, th- this is why I'm, I want to break it down. The mind of we all hoop. I'm, I'm watching them play, and I'm like, oh, there's just no weakness on the offense. There's none. They can all dribble, pass, shoot. Like yeah, one through nine. Like, what do you do with that? 
And sometimes we be out there, we be playing, and then you know, Demetri be like, "Damn, I couldn't shoot today," or I'd be like, "Damn, you know, my my dribble, my I can't dribble, so I'm limited if my shots not falling." Type shit, and it'd be like, "Well, they don't have that issue." Nope. <laughs> it's really because Joe can go to the basket. Yeah, that's really what it is. And I didn't know when Bruce hit the three, I was like, "All right, <laughs> okay." He hit a corner three. I was like, "All right, well, what the fuck." the hell do you do with that and you even look at the numbers i'm telling you i'm staring at the stat sheet them having 125 does not make sense i'm looking at the numbers i don't really see it my my the math in my head is like i again 125 is more than any other team in the postseason except for the celtics i believe when tatum had tatum had 50 or the Nuggets and the Blazers, which went to nah, the nah. Overtime. They had 124. The Celtics had 124 when they won that game. No, nah, it was 125, 119. Uh, no. It was. Or, or again, again, or it was the Nuggets-Blazers game that went to double overtime. So it takes 50 or double overtime. Durant, 32. Kyrie, 22. Nobody else more than 15. How the fuck did they get to 125? Like, like how they really did. Like, it's not like we look at, we look at box scores. This looks like a one 115 box score for the Nets. really does. And keep in mind, they were up the whole game. So they really took their foot off the gas toward the end. Yeah. KD would have easily had 40, but he didn't yeah. play the fourth quarter. Exactly. KD and Kyrie played 33 and 34 minutes. 125. I got I got nothing. I don't even have an answer for like because they both had six assists. I don't know, man. That's that's hey, the answer that she'll never understand. That's the answer. No, I understand. I understand the best team. I understand they can all pass. It's really they just don't care. They just don't they, you're right, right. We talked about this off air, but me and Dom said there's a difference between not caring and not giving a fuck. Ben Simmons doesn't care. These guys don't give a fuck. There's a difference. None of the ego stuff is ever going to be a problem because they all can play. They all just want to make the right play out there. And Man, two people you, can you make got, the wrong play and it still goes in every time. So whatever. It doesn't it's like you got you got to think of the personalities on the teams too, like. Blake's a comedian. <laughs> like yeah. James Harden's a strip club addict. Like, you just out here vibing. I mean, sipping from a cup during the game. Like, oh, this is this is fun. Yeah, he is a strip club addict that just executive produced an album. Like <laughs> um, what's it called? Kevin Durant, he already went through every single sort of like emotional in terms of basketball, of course, but in terms of like emotional basketball trauma he could go through like he's been injured and then obviously everything that happened in golden state like he got called a bitch by his teammate said well, you a bitch we don't need you well then, you know what then in the finals they're like hey you gotta rush back from this injury we need you exactly he's already been through every he just tore his fucking menis like at this point bro he just trying to vibe and then obviously Kyrie he just does everything on his own world he he 
he went he went through basically being called a child <laughs> like like how does it feel like like i remember I, I still remember that interview when they were like when they were like what's it called they asked lebron does Kyrie get a pass for his performance today wow. <laughs> he got called a child and then kind of acted like a child to be fair. He didn't well, get called a child. He he got asked if LeBron was a father figure to him. I don't know how exactly how exactly called a child. Well, then he went to Austin. Said, quit. He Where's said, that? "I have a dad." He said, first of all, I have a dad. <laughs> and my dad is great." Well, that, that's good. Hey, man, that's because Tristan didn't care. Because you know, we know Tristan don't care. So. You feel me? So the interview came, the question came up because they were like, so Tristan said the LeBrons had a strong parental role on the team. So Kyrie was like, what? Uh, oh, oh, you oh, you mean he's a good parent? No, no, no. He said he has a strong parental role on the team. So how does, so how's LeBron a father figure to all of you? Kyrie <laughs> was like, bro, what? What the fuck you just asked me? <laughs> then they straight asked Braun, does Kyrie get a performance on the way he played while Kyrie's sitting right next to him? He's like, yo, you could have just asked me. But like the LeBron was really like, you know what? No. Kyrie, I mean, put the blame on me. I shot bad. It's not Kyrie's fault. It's my fault. And I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> That ain't the most father response I ever heard in my life. So Kyrie a bit, and then he left, stormed out, went to Boston, was like, damn, I really can't do this. These niggas out here, man, they really think they better than me, bro. That you know apology. Uh, exactly. He was like, you know what? Let me at least play with somebody I know better than me. <laughs> Sorry, dad. Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think Kyrie think KD better than him. At least somebody that respects me as an equal there. That, that I think that's more fair. Somebody that respects me as an equal though. Because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown was sitting there thinking they was better than me. And I'm like, huh? Who are y'all? Is this like your second year in the league, bro? <laughs> you know I have a title. <laughs> No, honestly, it comes. It simply comes down to who does who does Kyrie respect. You got he got to respect your game. For him to be as skilled as he is, he doesn't respect a lot of people's game. And LeBron's yeah. game, for whatever reason, he just doesn't respect it at that level. I don't even think it's that. I, I don't think it's that either. I think it's the I fact. Think, I, that I do. I think that's what he it straight is. says. But, Yo, LeBron's the one who passes. I mean, there's some respect there. He said, yeah. uh, "Passing's not my job. That's his job." Yeah. No, I mean he, but I'm talking about like to make the big shot, to give the ball up to. Uh, he he did say that. He did say the biggest shot. I, I trust Kevin. Don't trust LeBron. He did say that. the The thing about it is, these guys might not even be in that situation for real. But I see what you. No, I see what you're saying. It's because I mean. I get, I, I get what you're saying. It's because Kevin Durant's game is more artistic. Yeah. To be frank with you. Kevin Durant has more skill. Yeah. 
So James Harden also has more skill. They're both more. You know, James Harden is interesting. You think Kyrie respects his game? James Harden does a lot of falling down and getting fouled. James, James Harden, Harden the greatest he wasn't player. Let me take that back because KD does it too. He just hasn't had to do it the series. KD well, James Harden was two walked. years later. He was two years later. So James like, Harden is the like, greatest. The greatest iso. The greatest isolation player in in NBA history. So yes. <laughs> The greatest isolation guard NBA history. I don't know if he's better than Kyrie. I don't know if he's better than Jordan. I'm talking about in terms of who's there's nobody there that you can argue people that's better than scoring, better than him at scoring. Jordan, Kobe, there's people you can argue, obviously. There's people you can argue that's better than passing, obviously. But who's better? Who's definitively better at like both? Who can average like 36 and nine? Or who can average like thirty-two and ten type shit? Besides him, Trey Young and Luca are gonna be the only two that get close to it. Trey's too short, and Luke Luca going Luca is the one that's gonna wind up being there. But in terms of who's a better like scorer and passer than James Harden in NBA history, like both. That's what I'm saying. He's probably, he probably, probably, probably LeBron. You had to put LeBron there. Well, LeBron and Harden are probably the two best isolation players in history. Then I just don't. Like I wouldn't him. even call LeBron an ISO player. Though. Yeah, I just don't. Man, Jordan really started isolation basketball. I'm sorry. One he might start. You can start it. You can start it. Yeah, but he also averages like the most playoff points of all time. James Harden they changed in the playoffs. Playoffs have to match. We know this. They're winning without the they best. Changed the rules, huh? so they changed the rules, bro. Huh? They changed the rules for Jordan. Yeah. You couldn't like you used to be able to just put four guys on one side of the floor and let Jordan go on the other side and just cook you every play. And then they changed that to a legal offense. I'm not I'm not even saying he's a better player. Because obviously Jordan's defense is what it is, but in terms of offensive, no, we know what you're saying, and you're offense. wrong. But it's okay. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I I get exactly what you're saying. Trust me. Trust me, I do. It's just incorrect. Well, if he's not number one, James never he's dropped at least sixty-three on three Hall of Famers. I'm sorry, never dropped fifty-five in the finals because he never got there. I'm sorry. I yeah. love James. He's not a better. He did. He player. did fight. He did. He did fight against the second, the best or second best team of all time. No, Chris Paul fought, and he was there. And then he, he was there. He was he, there. And then James. And then when Chris Paul was gone, he straight folded. That's what happened. He did fold, but still, but still, <laughs> he right. was right there with him. Okay, that's cool. Together. Together, they almost beat the second or the best or second best team of all time. A top two team of all time. Yeah, but they didn't. And the other dude has six rings. He's not a better isolation player than Jordan. Not a better isolation player than Kobe. Now, with Kobe, to me, it's a little tougher because when Kobe kept bricking shots, there were two other guys there in his championship runs who could get the rebounds. Because, like, honestly, 
I can't. I never mind. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say it. It's a little too controversial. <clears throat> all right. Well, either way, this is all to say whether whether he whether he is or not. What he's he's easily like top five, regardless. So he's a top five isolation player of all time. Wherever you want to put him is wherever. But he's a he's a top five isolation player of all time. So of course Kyrie's going to respect his game. Needless to say. <laughs> If Kyrie's going to be an ISO player, James Harden's better at him than him at it. I think Kyrie's a, I think Kyrie's a more skilled shooter. I think he's a more skilled finisher. But in terms of overall just scoring, James Harden's the best at drawing contact. So that Kyrie don't get to the foul line. That that plays that does play a portion into it. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> you don't have to. Hey man, you don't score. Can't score thirty six. Not getting to the. Can't average thirty six. Not getting there though. Damn. Damn bucks. It's supposed to be about y'all, and it just became about who's better on their own team. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like goat talk to me, man. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> There's no easy fix for the Bucks. Like no. the Bucks are in trouble. The Bucks are there's no easy the Bucks fix aren't going for past anybody. No, 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 no. Giannis, Giannis put himself in a hole that even though, even though, hey, it, it looked it looked cute in the regular season. We talked about it a little bit. It looked, it looked nice. Drew Holiday looked like a nice story. Giannis, but Giannis fucked Giannis fucked up as soon as he signed that extension. We all said it. And you feel me? It, we will. We would talk about them if he didn't, because you know what? We would. We would look at the opportunity of him to go to Golden State or Dallas. But since that's not gonna happen, fuck them. Fuck him. I was watching the show and they made an interesting point. It was my favorite, actually, sports talk show that isn't us. It was uh, Speak for Yourself. And yes. Marcel, yeah, it's my show. Fuck you. Marcellus Wiley was up there, and he was like, Giannis is lucky he signed the extension. Because if he went anywhere else and played like this, they'd be like, what the hell is up with you? I was thinking about that. I was like, hmm. If he did go somewhere else and did this, like 18, that's poor Zingas. For real. Being honest about it. I think the difference with that, though, is that well, Porzingis is only trying to shoot, and he can't really shoot that well. But when you look at Golden State or um or what's it called, Giannis is getting slandered already. So you know what? Fuck it. People already trying to take his Hall of Fame away from him. They're still gonna try and do it now. It don't matter. He should have just left. People don't like him because James Harden said the one thing: he had he's just seven foot tall and has no skill. If you're gonna fold in the playoffs every year, then you know what? Fuck it. Just, just, just acknowledge. Because Giannis started that whole war for no. Reason. He did start the whole war for no reason. But he, it, it, it backfired on him. James Harden can fold all the time, every single time in the playoffs, all he wants. But you know what? You do got skill. You can't. You can never argue his skill. He can fold all he wants. Can't argue the skill. He did again. Him and Chris Paul did it, but they fought with Golden State. And we're watching Harden not even there. 
and they have no chance. That's why I'm saying that's the best team ever. What, what, honestly, bro, honestly, honestly. He should just go. He should have just realized he's a second option. Honestly, man, fuck it. I get it. If they just going to shit on you anyway, why try? Ben Simmons is right. Who cares? I can score six. (laughs) And and no one talks about it. Giannis tries. He's ass. Exactly. <laughs> this is part part of part of this is the reason why I was so adamant about the Lakers needing a third star because in an instance where they would have went to the finals, it would have got ugly with it. With it would have looked just like this with the Lakers. Yeah, and it would have been sky. <laughs> no, but it would have been. Trust me, it would have been sky is falling times a million. Had the Lakers made it to the finals, got dogged. With LeBron James, like, shouldn't the sky of, be falling now? I yeah, know. Bro, we're we're, we're telling, we're talking about the finals. Him getting dust in the finals. We saw him get dust in the finals at like, at like twenty eight. We saw him get dusted in the finals at twenty eight against the Spurs, bro. If he just got dusted in the finals again, it's okay. Honestly, he, just he got lost in the, in the first, first round. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's lost in the first the fuck round. That's the one thing but, he not allowed to do. But it's different if it's it's just trust me. I think it'll hold. They would be killed a lot more. I, I, I kind of get what you're losing, saying. It would have been would be losing number eight. Yeah. Go ahead. It would have been different if it was to KD. I get what you're saying. And to Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, good thing he doesn't have to worry about that. Exactly. <laughs> that man. That so man. It's going to be one more year. He smacks. Don't win a championship. Yep. He smacks saw Kyrie and KD snap, and he's like, you know what? I'm not beating him anyway. Let me just. Let me just not. Let me just focus on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got Space Jam coming out. That's what he said this. too. Soon as soon as the um, they asked him if he was going to be in the Olympics, he was like, "No, but I'll be playing against the Monstars. You can watch that in theaters and and, just, and during this summer." <laughs> no, but I'll be playing against the Monsters. <laughs> man, LeBron did all he had to do. Yo, yeah, what's that's, why, was, that's why we we all said it, man. He undisputably the goat if he beats these dudes, which was which would have been impossible. That would have been harder than beating the Monstars. <laughs> real. Yeah. The Monstars don't go nine deep. But anywho. But <laughs> it is. It is. It is what it is, man. I mean. Damn. So we got a new MVP. Yep, we do have a new MVP. Yes, we do have a new MVP. Nikola Jokic announced as the MVP award winner yesterday. Did a little bit annoy me only because it took 20 minutes up from the beginning of the Sixers game. But congratulations to Jokic. Great season, obviously. Like we pointed out, third best uh, record in the Western Conference. 26 points, 11 rebounds on average. I believe eight assists a game as well. Most ever, 8.9, I think, actually. Most ever for a center since Wilt Chamberlain led the league in assists. 
Um, so Damn, Will, what award doesn't Will have? What uh, what like record doesn't Will have? More than two championships. I guess it's not a record. Most <laughs> championships. I'll be damn. Playing <laughs> that dude <laughs> every time. And, and Jokic was the lowest drafted player to ever win MVP. Damn Jokic! Congrats. Congratulations. Yep. Hey man, Isaiah was fighting for it, but <laughs> Boston said, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah, Isaiah was the 60th pick. He wanted he was he wanted that shit real bad. They said, you know what? We need Kyrie. Anyway, Darnell, what are your thoughts on Jokic the MVP? <laughs> I think that he I think he was deserving of MVP, obviously. I thought that a lot of people believe that it should have been someone else, but if you just looked at the totality of the season, he was the most consistent. Um, he was doing it without his second best player who was putting up numbers last postseason to be the number one player on the team. So he was doing it with obviously no help. A young Michael Porter Jr. who was a, who was going to be asked to make great strides to get them to the postseason and do what they have done so far. And that's what what kind of happened. And you just look at it and no other player, all of the other MVP favorites, they had either injury issues or their team wasn't good enough and all of that just helps Jokic's case more and that's one of the reasons why he got so many first place votes mm-hmm. but he didn't get all of them no he did <laughs> he didn't get all of them and you know who did get one oh, you know who I was going to save that for later I was going to save that for later well I'll let you I'll let you do it later. <laughs> <laughs> Jokic, Jokic won MVP. Obviously, we've all said it all season. He deserves it. There's really no other candidate that could have deserved it again. Uh, and B didn't play as much. And again, I saw him, I saw him be without Simmons. That shit wasn't pretty. <laughs> so... <laughs> so I'm I'm watching Jokic do it without Murray. I'm like, hey, he holding his own without this dude. But but whenever Simmons wasn't there, <laughs> I can't say the same. So um, you know, Steph obviously he had that he had the best plus minus record in the league, most win shares. But again, can't win MVP outside playoffs. So hey man, great season, but not good enough. Um, who else was there? Giannis. We already knew that man wasn't getting that shit. And we're watching right now why he why he never get it again. So, and then Chris Paul again, man, you feel me? Sixteen and nine—that's cute. That would have worked fifteen years ago. You saw it happen fifteen years ago. It's not happening no more. So you feel me? Hey, man, those were the main candidates. I mean, Luca again, team not good enough. Lillard, team not good enough. And those are the, all the main candidates. So, there we go. It was, it's, it's all to say, Jokic, Jokic got it. Yeah. Mavs were the fifth seed, and he was missing his second best player as well for the record. But now, I think, I think, I think Luca should have been a top three candidate. I do. So, who are you taking out? 
taking out that dude from the East. Taking out him easy. Oh, no, man. Sixers did just get the number one seed. He did. It's beautiful. And I'm taking out Steph for Giannis. Wow. Yeah, now you went too far. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, man. Anywho. Um, whoa. Uh, yikes. Um, yeah, it was just a weird year. Uh, I saw a stat yesterday um, <laughs> that there were the most that all stars missed the most games in, like NBA history. With I think like the all stars missed like nineteen percent of the games. So this was the year if whoever could stay healthy in the shortened season and the congested season, and that player was Jokic, and his second star got hurt. Um, we saw. Most of the time, one of his best defenders, Gary Harris, was out. Will Barton's out right now, looking to get him back, hopefully. They said maybe next game, but um, he's out as well. So you just look at all the injuries. Michael Porter also was out for some time, and they just got Aaron Gordon. So the team has been really – He tweaked his back. Huh? He tweaked his back. Who? Who? Michael Porter Jr. Last game? Oh, he tweaked his back last game. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a wrap. Yeah. We have to talk about this series even less than we already do. Anyway, but yeah, congratulations, Jokic. Let's just get into it. The Suns beat the Nuggets 122-105. And with screams, hey, man, they just don't have enough. Jokic, 22 points, nine rebounds. Um, got some help from Aaron Gordon, 18. Porter, 15. Composite, 14. But again, the Suns just all around a little better as Bridges led them in scoring with 23. 8 and 20, Chris Paul, 8 and 20 and 10. Chris Paul, 21 and 11. And Booker with 21 as well. My man's only scoring when he got to. I love it. (laughs) He only do it when he has to. He absolutely has to. Yep. (laughs) Darnell, what were your thoughts on this one? Talk about balanced scoring. Like, you look at the Suns and all. Pretty much everyone in 20 points uh, above, except for Jay Crowder, who was 5 of 13, 3 and 9 from 3. And you got 7 points from campaign, Tory Craig with 9, nine off the bench. And that's all she wrote. Um, for the Nuggets, it was a game where Jokic struggled. And if Jokic is not going to be able to play – if he's not going to outplay DeAndre Ayton, this series is going to go fast. And – Obviously, it's all going to depend on the health of Michael Porter. He's a very important piece for them, for them to play well. And Monte Morris, like, how do you go one for ten and minus twenty eight? That's just just not acceptable. After having just, such a I great just, first round. On that point, really quick, I just want to say mm-hmm. that in a group chat we were in, Dom during one of the games said Monte was trying to say Jamal, who, and I was like, okay, he was trying to. And we will visit a different to. day. And the day is now. Go ahead, Darnell. <laughs> he was trying to. Just the, this is what I mean by the Jamal and Donovan hate. See what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. He was trying ridiculous. to. I said that Monte was trying. He said this the game that dude was missing layups and free throws, and Dane was lighting him up for 55. But go ahead. That was the game after. <laughs> I said the game after. <laughs> I ain't say that game. It was that game. Was game five. That was the one I game had six. a good game. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. He had a good game, game six, too. Sorry. Darn now. Go ahead. 
And, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it came down to. The Nuggets won a three-point battle 14-13, so it's not like they got just blitzed or anything, but it just simply came down to Jokic versus Aiden, and Aiden won the matchup. And if he's going to continue to do that, then the Suns have a really good chance to advance. And I believe they have more weapons right now that are playing well. So I think the Suns have the advantage in this series – Probably won't go longer than six at max. Hopefully. <laughs> Demetrius said this before, yep. and I would like to reiterate this because it's, it's an accurate point. Jokic is not Jokic is not good against athletic centers Oops. at all. Negative. So, so when you have a DeAndre Ayton type center or anybody that's just like an athletic center, somebody that's not slow, we saw him against Anthony Davis last year. Yeah, exactly. Oh wait, nah, but wait, didn't he do good against Anthony Davis last year? Or was he? Or did he I mean, he him? didn't advance. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. But Jokic generally isn't good against athletic centers, and DeAndre Ayton is athletic, so then that takes away him. And bro, fuck everything else, bro. They just beat the fucking Lakers. <laughs> like, they don't give a fuck about this beat up ass team. <laughs> they don't give a damn about these niggas, bro. Like, they're very much not concerned. Exactly. That was Booker, close. like, oh, and then, they, and then they just started getting it going, and then the crowd got going in the third. That man, Devin like, Booker, right. like, oh, I don't have to score 30 to win today. Bet I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, I, Devin Booker took 12 shots. Bro, they don't give a fuck about this team, bro. I think in the third quarter they went on a twenty-one to zero run. Damn, twenty-one is zero. Yeah, it actually happened. I was watching it. I was like, wait, because they were up like nine for real. Denver was twenty-one to zero run. Well, I mean. Hey, man, it is what it is. They're a hurt team. We've said they've been a hurt team all season. And if Jokic does this, I take everything back about him being the the weakest MVP since 2000, in at least the last decade. Because this, be, this, this would be impressive if he could do this. This really would be crazy. He can beat, he can beat a dumb constructed team with one superstar, but you feel me? To do this, even though even though there's there, there's a Hall of Famer and a borderline superstar, but this would be crazy because this again, this team just beat the the a top two player of all time. Um, my bad. It was a 16-0 run. I'm looking at these numbers now. It was a 16-0 run, and they had a 31. 31- to nine run that crowd 39 to seven run that crowd went crazy they went absolutely bonkers and it was uh something to see one thing i'll say i told y'all this been saying this first one on the train will continue to drive it deandre aiden is a top five center in the league he equalizes every other center and can't and consistently gets 20 and 10 that doesn't mean he's not a beat he's not Jokic. But his ability to stop people in the paint, um, whether it's a center or whether it's a driving guard, you saw LeBron really struggle against him down low. Um, he's fast. He's quick. 
He really the, – the issue really is going to be that he can rotate out to Jokic on the three-point line as well. And he's not only is athletic and fast, he's also strong enough to where Jokic can't back him down. So there's not going to be any advantage. I got a question. To call, to call him you a think, top five center, you got to name five. No. Do you do you? I was actually about to ask him. Aiden or Aiden or um, what's his name? Bam. That's the question for me too. First off, uh, Jokic and Beater too. Um, trying to think, who else would even? You got you got so Rudy, Rudy. You got Bam. Yeah, Rudy. Rudy. Rudy's three. You got Clint. Three. You got Clint. You got uh. I think if you want to put up there. Want to put who? Towns. <clears throat> no. Um. Fuck. Towns. Anyway. Nah. Aiden. Aiden might be four. I think he's. You said him or Bam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, who's you have? Oh, you have Rudy three. Yeah. Okay. Better than Bam. Bam is a passer, but Aiden, it's it's a little tough because of their team constructions. Aiden is scoring more. I don't know how much of that. Obviously, a lot of it has to do with Chris Paul, right? But yeah. but last year he also <laughs> was kind of doing this in the bubble. We saw it again. I, I always make this point whenever we talk about the Chris Paul MVP case. I would say, Aiden missed a whole month, and he played. He played, um, I believe, like seventy-one games this season or seventy. So he only missed two games this season. Even if you want to be specific, in the bubble when they went undefeated, the game that they were about to lose, he was like late to testing or something. Yeah, and he like missed the first quarter, and they were like down thirteen, and he came back in the second. And they they literally like took the lead. I was like, oh yeah, okay, well, yeah. I mean, I think Aiden's better than Bam. I really do. I think he's the well, best in the league. I'll always make this point. Whenever we talk about you know the draft, whenever we talk about the draft, the Luca draft, the trade draft, we'll always roast um, Sacramento for taking Marvin Bagley. We'll never roast Phoenix for taking DeAndre number one. We'll be like, you know what? It was a good move. Fuck it. <laughs> he's going to be a top five center, and yeah. Like, even like, if you think Bam's better, I still think he's top five. He's better than Carl Anthony Towns and Clay Capella. He, he just is. Oh, do you guys? Christian, Christian Wood. Um, who else is there? Christian Wood, even a center. And even so, yeah, he's better. He can, he plays the games. Like we just saw it, the MVP got played the games, man. Yeah. Yeah. I need to see Christian play more than 40. Houston, Houston, Houston did. <laughs> Houston did just go. as soon as he got hurt, they lost every single game. <laughs> like every fucking game. I'm like, damn, you you like that, bro? Yep. They, he got he got he made people quit. He got everybody else traded. <laughs> just got getting hurt. I'm like, damn, Christian. You the whole team like this? <laughs> they were the best defensive team in the league while he was there. Hey, man, it's two straight seasons where he got hurt, though. I'm sorry. I stay healthy. Yeah. Well, the first team, the first season, he was just on Detroit. I know. 
What you guys are saying is you agree now. Aiton is a top five center. Let's go, DeAndre. Amen. He up there. He up there for sure. Amen. Yeah. If I got to name five, y'all got to name five. We're doing that. It's the only interesting thing about the series. <laughs> yeah, we we straight stop talking about <laughs> Jokic. We always do. <laughs> well, he's it's between him and Joel, top two. Um, let me see. Let me look at all the teams real quick. I know you want to go. My man does a basketball yeah, podcast four times a week and doesn't know the teams. Go ahead, Darnell. Yeah. I got I got um it's interesting because I'm not gonna I'm gonna consider Anthony Davis a power forward, so he's out of the conversation. Yeah, okay. So I'm gonna yeah. go so I'm gonna go with Embiid, Jokic, not in any particular order. Embiid, okay. Jokic. Rudy, Bam, Cat. I think Cat's a little better than AJ. That dude plays no defense. And he's been on the worst team in the league like three times. That's true, but so has Devin <laughs> Booker. And apparently, he's a superstar now, right? <laughs> Devin Booker never had anyone as good as D'Angelo Russell, for being honest. Or Anthony Edwards until Aiden came around, and then Aiden got suspended for a month. And even then, he almost carried him to the playoffs. Went undefeated in the bubble. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns ain't doing that. Carl Anthony Towns had Jimmy Butler and barely made the playoffs. Gave Devin Booker a leader. Gave Devin Booker a leader one time, two seed. No Devin Booker slander. <laughs> no Carl Anthony <laughs> Towns. No Carl Anthony Towns superstar talk ever. Hey, man. Carl Anthony Carl, Towns no. is terrible against uh, me, but he doesn't play defense. Five, it's not that he's terrible against Embiid. It's not just Embiid. He doesn't play any defense at all. He's too short for a center. He's slow. He's not that short. He is that slow. He's not strong either. He not he he, he like he like six ten. Not fast. Not athletic. He's six eleven. Six eleven. Two fifty. Weak. Weak. Gets pushed around a lot. <clears throat> he averaged twenty five and eleven this year, bro. That's cool. He doesn't play any defense at all. Almost at forty percent from three. Shoot eighty six percent from the free throw line. Dude, this stuff is nifty. It really is. But they always get 130 dropped on their head. <laughs> He's the reason. <laughs> DeAndre Aiden, DeAndre for example, or he averaged 14 and 10, well, 14 and 11, yep. 63% from the field, 20% from three, 77% from the field. Doesn't miss. Plays defense. I think defense is overrated in the NBA. I agree with that. I agree with you that it's overrated, except at the center position. Sometimes. When we're having this discussion, because it does make a difference in wins. I just want – I don't – 
Like, like I'll, I'll say it like this. I think if you switch them, if you put Carl Anthony Towns on this team, the Suns aren't as good. Here's what I, here's what I think. I think in order for a team to be successful, and this has kind of been a little bit consistent recently, you just, the center just needs to be athletic. <laughs> for real. They need to be – you just need a tall enough, athletic enough center, unless you're going to do a small ball five, obviously, where they can shoot and pass. Towns isn't a good enough passer, and he's he's a good shooter, obviously, but he's too slow. <laughs> That's really what the problem comes down to. Towns is just a bit too slow. If he was then, faster, I don't even, I don't even no, think it's He's no Florida Jokic. Yeah, but Jokic is an MVP. Jokic, Jokic <laughs> is a pat. The thing was like the passing, though. I was saying you either need to be a really good passer. If, you, if you're a center that can pass – Jokic is the point guard of the team. Like, if, if you're a center, Towns could get like more than 25 wins without Jimmy Butler. I would concede your argument. I would, but he never, but he doesn't. <laughs> like ever. His, hey man, his team be hurt sometimes, though. He man. also be hurt. He do also be hurt a lot. And when he's there, they don't play that great. I, I saw it all season. I mean, he's for yeah. sure top. I mean, what? Here's the thing: when all three of them were there, they were they were a decent team. But <clears throat> when yeah, any of them, like, when any top, of them, were, I need your top five. I need your top five. I do need your top five. So, um, in no order, I would say Embiid, Jokic. Um, I would say. He's trying so hard not to say his name. Bro, he just had a block that won the game. Just say his name. <laughs> Stop being a hater. Stop it. Stop. Jared Allen. <laughs> yep. Hey, bro, I'm trying really hard. I'm, it's, hey, man, if I'm going to just see the team be the best defensive team in the league, and then as soon as he get hurt, the whole team collapses, bro. It's hard not to put Christian Wood in that pitch, bro. Man. The whole team's gonna collapse when he don't play. He he he's hurt too much. He didn't make the All Star game. Well, if we're taking injury into account, no, man, go ahead, man. If you want to say Christian Wood, just say Christian. I don't care. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> Sure, it's your it's your dumb list. So go ahead. You say that. I will say I will say DeAndre Ayton. And I'll say Bam. Wait a minute. So Rudy Gobert is not in your top five. He's six. That's so much. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> I don't care about his game winning block, bro. Don't say what it takes, man. <laughs> he just led them to the one seed. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell led them to the one seed, man. You don't like him either. <laughs> we don't like Utah. You haven't you realized oh this? God. <laughs> don't make me don't make me bring him up again. <laughs> oh man. They we had him in walk around the stadium. They said look, they kept putting him on the camera and I just kept thinking about it. I just kept thinking about that shit. What? Great man, great in the community. I'm just looking. I'm just... 
Wait, what? They was talking about him? Yeah. He was in the stadium. They're like, everyone gave him, hey, man, he has a statue outside the stadium, man. Everyone loves him. I'm just looking like, yeah. It's a it's a big disconnect. I, I know they know between it's a big disconnect between the internet and what they think of Carl Malone <laughs> and what people that follow basketball and aren't on the internet think of Carl Malone. Man, man, there's no bro. <laughs> man, bro. Not a great man, great for the community. Ah shit. <laughs> <laughs> He was also sitting next to a woman, and I was just wondering. I was like, is that her? I really – I had no idea. Was she look younger? Oh, she was definitely – She looked about 10 years younger. <laughs> <laughs> did you see any – did you see another child there? Well, I guess I guess it would be an adult now, but still. Hey, man. I don't know. You know what? <laughs> 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 it's time to go to Google real quick. This is something I need to figure out. Hey, man. Hey, man. You know what? Maybe if Gobert played for another team, maybe if Mitchell there. played for another team, maybe, maybe if Mitchell there. played for another. Hey, uh, man, wait, he, wait. The he, same girl? They've been married for thirty years. Wait, he married the girl. Wait, no, there's no way. Are you sure that's the girl? 1990, they've been married. I don't think that's the girl, bro. I don't think he married her. It might not. Maybe. I I think that was just some shit that happened that he probably went on to somebody else. Winner of the 1988 Miss Idaho USA pageant. Yes, her. Her, bro. Wow. We'll find out more about this on another day. (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely the girl at the game. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that's the girl. The girl. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't mean that at all. Camelon was very accepting of her husband's past and regarded his children from priests from previous there you go. relationships. Previous relationships. All right, let's get into it. Time's running out. Darnell. What's <laughs> <laughs> your, your player of the day? Oh, coach of the day. Game of the day. <laughs> Dickhead of the day and highlight of the day. Tragic. So for my time running out. For for my player of the day, I'm going with Donovan Mitchell, 45 points. Don't really have to say much more than that. For my game of the day, I got to go with Clippers Utah. That was the most competitive game that we saw. For my coach of the day, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Doc Rivers because I think Doc Rivers did a good job of leading the Sixers in their comeback or in their game two win against the Hawks. 
for my highlight of the night, it got to go to Rudy Gobert's block on Marcus Morris in the corner, saving the game. And for my dickhead of the day, it goes to whoever in the media. No, it was a co- it was a cumulative vote. Yes. There was one vote in the Four. MVP race that went to one Derrick Rose. And I just got to say this for the record. Can we end this obsession with Derrick Rose for one Honestly, Honestly bro. I love, I love Derrick Rose and what he was when he was on the Chicago Bulls, man, before he got injured too. But this is starting to get creepy. I'm going to be honest with you. He was the MVP of the Knicks. That's all I'm going to say. He was. I was, about to say, <laughs> I was about to say. He honestly, but the votes. I'm not even the mad votes, at it. The votes had to be in it. before the the votes had to be in before the first round started. I know, but even late in the regular season, if you watch the games, he really was scoring thirty and leading them to wins because they stopped winning when he was hurt, and as soon as he came back, they went on a winning streak. Look, yeah, I didn't they go on like a nine game winning streak. I get I get People, this isn't this isn't team vote. Acute this isn't team vote. Like we're a team MVP. This is not like a middle school MVP award hey, where you give it to the most try hard. Bro, the Knicks, the Knicks didn't make the the Knicks were like had like 12 wins last year or whatever they had. They Arno. they was like a bad they, were, they had like 20 wins. So I feel you, but you know what? Anything we got to do to get him in the Hall of Fame if Tony Kukoc is there. <laughs> I don't care anymore. I mean, it's fine. It's okay. He was an MVP candidate in two separate years. Sure. Whatever. Get him in the Hall of Fame, bro. He, he, he tried. My man, they, they ran him to the ground again. At 32, the they same straight. dude, different uniform, just did it again just to try to beat the Hawks, just so they could stay in the series long enough to hurt them. <laughs> Whatever. They straight, I, I agree with you. But, sixth man bro. of the year, if, even, though he was, even though he was horrible for Detroit. <laughs> he went to the Knicks, and they was like, you know what? He was a good sixth man here, though. <laughs> I'm like, hey man, fuck it. He was, he was, he was the MVP of the second half of the season. Oh, Dom, go ahead, do your, uh, do your uh, best of. All right, it's the same as Darnell. Uh, player Mitchell. Um, what's it called? Game, Clippers, Jazz, and then Coach Doc. Um, Doc, Doc, especially for that rotation, just putting shaken. You know that changed everything. Um, my dickhead of the day. It's going to go to the Blazers GM, Neil Olshi, because he said that the first round loss was not a product of the roster. <laughs> it's Neil O'Shea. Neil O'Shea. He said the, he said the loss was not a product of the roster. <laughs> he, said he, he said he does not see the problem here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> he said, this is not my fault. <laughs> So there we go. Yeah, exactly. That's why we need a new coach. And then um, my highlight of the day will be the the voter that voted for Derrick Rose. (laughs) 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 
think it was a voter, he, though. They said Caesar. it was like a fan vote. <laughs> fan votes don't count in MVP. No, I'm telling you, that's what they said. It was like a, a cumulative fan vote or some weird. Like, it wasn't an actual person because they got to put their name on it. That makes it up. That, okay, it's my highlight, too. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> what was their cumulative fan vote for? Since Derrick Rose was in the discussion, man. <laughs> <laughs> since. since... <laughs> Yo, dude. <laughs> now we Yo, need a Derek, fan vote. Derrick Derek Rose is, is the prophet of the NBA, bro. I swear. Damn, Zaza Pachulia really would have had an MVP vote, bro, back in the day. <laughs> Well, he had an all star vote, but <laughs> exactly. But MVP vote, <laughs> D Rose, man, good job. Uh, player of the day, Donovan, superstar Mitchell, out full effect. <laughs> Game of the day, Jazz Clippers. My man Rudy got a block. Shut up, all the haters. Said, See you later. They call me Stifle. Um, they do call him Stifle. My highlight of the day as well is going to be the Derrick Rose. <laughs> my dick of the day actually is going to be um, Rob Palenka for saying that they're going to keep the Lakers core together after what happened to them. <laughs> Who in the world is considered a core member of the Lakers outside of AD and LeBron? And that's why he's dick of the Proda. day. And there you Dennis go. Proda. And Andre Drummond, <laughs> clearly. Alex, they must be giving Alex Caruso the bag this summer. Nah, we, we he about to get a hundred mil. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> he earned his hundred million, man. Oh man, and this is Without exactly why he's dickhead of the day, as you can see. It was Without really bad. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, they might all just give up. They might all just be like, you know what, we got one. Just wait for LeBron to retire. Get wait for eight. I don't know what the plan is actually. Not keep the core together. The core of a 38-year-old and an injury-prone dude. But they are the <laughs> core. And then a dude who wants 100 million and bad bench players. And don't forget, we forgot the one. <laughs> we got Mr. Drummond. He can't be part of the core. No way. He was out of the rotation at the end of the season. No way he stays. Yeah, he did Amen. not. And my coach of the day, I save this for last. I am again sorry, Doc Rivers. I should have given it to you for the last game. That's on me. But you're not my coach of the day today. My coach of the day is Steve Nash. Because I don't know if he does a lot or if he does a little. What I do know is he does enough. He does the perfect amount. I can't determine if he coaches them a lot or if he literally does exactly what Kyrie said and doesn't do anything at all. But, man, they just won by 39 without an MVP candidate. They they look focused. They look motivated. They they just – they look – they don't – they're not taking any lapses. They don't take any possessions off. They don't turn the ball over. Steve Kerr was coaching the year with a team that just threw that bitch away. In big moments, they don't miss shots. They shoot 50, 40, 90 with no turnovers, and they just held the Bucks to 86. So, you know what? I don't care. He's my coach of the day. 
Because I don't know whether if he does a lot of things or if he does nothing at all. But again, that man Steve Nash does exactly what they need him to do. Nothing. Hey, sometimes, you know what? At the end of the day, sometimes all you need is a coach to do nothing. Amen. Amen. We know some, Darnell, you know somebody. You know somebody. You know a coach that did nothing and won a ring. Who was that? You know who it is. I can't even say he did nothing at this point. He did just come back from 2-0 down. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to go that far. He made he made he made an adjustment and he took and he put Tristan in the starting lineup. So I can tell we're not going to finish this, but thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. So for Demetrius, for me, for Darnell and Dom, this is Demetrius. Have a good one. Later. Tri- Triple D's deuces. <laughs>